1: with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to anfieldindexpro.com and get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome
2: to the latest Anfield Index Under Pressure podcast. Uh, my name's Dan Kennett. Um, we are doing um, an out sequence under pressure to, and we're going to be doing that quite a lot over the next uh, four to six weeks or so, as we um, as we sort of maybe become a bit more, um, we, we react faster to the to the games that matter most, and so we it won't be so much of the normal Monday and Tuesday, so much from now on, it'll, it'll be as and when, uh, as and when needed, and so we are going to be talking in this pod about uh, Arsenal nil, Liverpool two, and to help me analyze this match. I've got our resident video analyst and data collector, Daniel Rhodes. Good evening, Rosie.
0: Yeah, as we'll come on to, there was a lot of data collection with this person. How
2: many how many hours how many hours of collection was it this time?
0: <laughs> six? Uh, six yeah, six about six and a half with a brain. You're getting faster. I, I am getting faster than I and mean, this will show why, because <laughs> there was so many in this room. <laughs> I am getting a bit quicker,
2: yeah. Yeah. And I've got our sports science duo. I don't know whether what's the name is it the Chuckle Brothers? Is it Laurel and Hardy? What are we going to call you? <laughs> the dynamic duo, penfold and Danger Mouse. <laughs> anyway, yeah,
3: it's not... yeah, yeah, <laughs> aging yourself, there, Dan.
2: <laughs> yeah, my pop culture <laughs> references are uh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, it's Doctor Phil Barter and Mister Simon Brundish. Good evening, chaps.
4: How are we doing? You're right. All oh, good. <laughs> so I could be a Danger Mouse.
2: Oh yeah, DM. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. How are you doing, Say? Si? You are you with us? Good. Good. Excited. Mate,
3: let's. I'm. Um, I'm. I'm kind of getting very, very. Ex- I was talking talking with a couple of Reds today. It's a very, very exciting part of the season.
2: Are you coming down with something, Say? Si, there. Are you poorly?
3: I had COVID for a week. Oh, oh shit,
2: because you, you, your voice sounds really weak. Oh god no I uh, I just need to cough. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I thought, just, I thought you were losing your voice there or something. That'd be no, good. Okay, good. All right, well you shouldn't stay on, Cyan. Si, you can talk us through the uh you can talk us through the the lineups then please. Um and
3: Liverpool on the rotation. The rotation is phenomenal. Jürgen is doing do a phenomenal job. We went in detail with this last week. We have uh two rotations this uh, game on game. Um which so we we've been averaging three over the previous five game period um and I presume going into there's going to be a ton going into next week um or going into the tomorrow's game. So so mm. we only really needed to to rotate two. Um Diaz is, I, I really like this front three as it is. is Moe was uh, an enforced, obviously, um, change. This midfield looks like the first choice midfield. Uh, and the back four is definitely first choice back four. So you're probably only flipping one or two in the front line. But they're interchangeable five, aren't they? And they proved how phenomenal they are. Um, but this is, uh, the the it's got a cruncher, a spreader and a buzzer in midfield. And sign me up. As we all know, that's what's the most important thing, Crunchy a Spreader. Um, but just, uh,
2: just on Mo, side, I mean, um, it's it, it's so it's so rare that he's actually got maybe enough of a knock to force him not to, to start. It's it, it, it is quite it's quite ridiculous um, the availability of this guy, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. It, it's, as well that, as his will, his God-given talent on the pitch, it's um. It, his availability is just
3: phenomenal. It's he's played he's played twelve hundred minutes more than the next most player at Liverpool since he joined. Um, that's like fourteen games. He's just always available. He is relentless in his pursuit of excellence, um, which involves all preparation, recovery, and being a, being on the pitch at any given time. Uh, uh, he was directed he wasn't allowed to play which is the thing he wanted to he wasn't allowed to um and i get it and you just well, do you, we, you've got to, do you've we got to know to what bear injury mind the injury was season. put him do we know what the injury was uh, i think he's got three different things going on
2: um like little uh, niggles knocks or yeah well,
3: yeah he got a crunch on the foot um and on the knee in the same match uh the and he's he's had an ongoing ankle thing as well okay so they all the tot- the totting up
2: effect of all three um maybe um,
3: yeah i think i think the knee put them off and then he was and then he kind of conceded that perhaps he got a foot thing that he'd been playing through for a while OK, but so he but he did he, he didn't
2: start but he came on he was he, he fit enough to come on I, I guess the thing is it that he is not going to get a break
3: over the international um Right, because he, no, he has Jurgen pointed out in the press, didn't he? That, that there are some international The oh, the way they talk about it is weird, but um, he he made sure the press were aware that there are some important games coming into internationals, mainly yeah. Mo against Manet Yeah, and it's an elimination match, isn't it? Exactly. This is this is this is fire. This is the exact same like uh, playing in the in the Afcon final. This is yeah. all out two legs. they everything to that. There's yeah. no chance they're missing it.
2: Yeah. The only one who's got a game like this is Robo, isn't it, for Scotland, a qualifier as well, I believe. Yeah. A win, a win and you're in, I think, they, Scotland have got. Same as, uh, same as uh, these guys. Um, and well, Sc-
0: Scotland, Scotland are playing in a, it's a semi, isn't it? They get in the final. Oh, right. Okay. OK. I think
3: it's quite hard not to qualify for those from Europe. They yeah, just... but Africa have got, what, five spots? Yeah, they don't yeah, give many don't out, agree. do they? Um, Sorry, what I, mean, I
0: didn't mention that Sal has only not been available to him nine times since he started since he came and, and this is his
3: fifth season
0: yeah this is kind of remarkable
3: and and even i just watched the press conference i do not watch watch them very often but i was cleaning um cleaning the kitchen it was a good opportunity um and apparently i think kelly asked him about something about hendo posted something at two o'clock in the morning of being in the bath recovering that he'd played 40 games this season and virgil's played 36 and he was like this whole thing about the amount of games that he's played but um He's played literally fourteen hundred minutes less than Salah, and thirteen hundred minutes less than Ali, and some of our boys have been like have playing historic numbers, but in the context of the last five seasons, they are ungodly availability uh, rates for our players. So while we're going like if we just talk of the context for quickly uh, for a second about when we started doing this. And I, I remember distinctly talk, talking about regularly about our injury record and the players that were injured, and like yeah. having Lallana, Henderson was regularly injured, Nathaniel Klein, um, Lovren, Skirtle, all these boys, they were always injured, Studge. Um, and we, we systematically replaced them. And now we've gone, we've gone from having a terrible injury record to having a better injury record than Chelsea. And Chelsea was the gold standard, if you remember. They, they recruited so phenomenally that they never had inju- uh, significant injuries. They have always had the lowest number in the league. And now we, we, last year was an outlier, freaks gonna happen sometimes, but we have recruited so brilliantly And we have this uh, homogenous system in which everybody is involved and has um, is responsible for their own for specific duties, and there's great trust throughout from top to bottom for the medical and and sports science staff that. We keep our players available like nobody else as well. So th- I've seen rumours knocking around about steroid use or some kind of PEDs for our boys, and it's that's absolutely. Just, that's, just that, that's just that <laughs> Everton yeah, <laughs> yeah, account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> totally some I, and Irish journo garbage last year. Wasn't oh, it?
2: the guy yeah. who was in, uh, who was on Lance Armstrong's case. What's his face? The ex-cyclist. I, I, another one you mean. Yeah, made.
3: whiny bitch. But, um, at, at, like, we couldn't be more organic and naturally produced ingredients. Everything is measured s- systematically. We, we test and track everything. And these boys have been the ones that were often injured. Are, Kimmich, have Paul incredible Kimmich. availability levels. And we bought in loads of lads that don't get injured. Apart from, you know, we've got, we've got an outlier. But what a player to have, just in case, if you can get him on the pitch. Sorry, Paul Kimmage, the Irish fella.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. So, right, I, um, just I, I a quick, wouldn't have
0: even quote him. Uh,
2: uh, quick, um, <laughs> <laughs> a quick uh, let's get all the fitness stuff out the way. Um, after the match, it's transpired that Trent's got an injury side. Do we need to be worried about this? No, Hammy. No, he would be fine. Okay. So are you expecting to be all right for Watford?
3: I expect him to be... Uh, all right for Watford worst case he'll be back in training the straight after
2: for Benfica, right okay another question i want to know. in this match request this match joel matip um um played past the most minutes he's ever played in a season for liverpool um and how how has he done this side how have we how, how have we done this as a club this because it's pretty phenomenal what after two two years of basically injury hell for joel
0: how so how, how we done
3: it? Well, if you look at his history, right, he came to us not injured. Um, he, he has he, uh, he had history of five thousand minutes, didn't he?
2: 4, yeah. Put him. He had history of five minutes. thousand minutes, didn't he? Yeah,
3: yeah, five thousand minutes. He'd had ongoing ankle issues with us for a couple of seasons, and then what? What um, I would call cascade injuries—injuries injuries that are consequence of something weird going on in ankles or back and he didn't have a back problem and it turns out that he needed surgery. he had the surgery which fixed the problem that was causing the other problems and now he doesn't have it So it was one of those things that was undete- that hadn't been detected for for a while. It was it was under an underlying biomechanical issue that was causing other injuries and it got f- he had a big surgery last year and it's fixed he's been he's been built up back to the player he was before he's managed beautifully as an older player that he, he's getting into aging into his body now um but we've removed the thing that was causing his injuries
2: uh, right um thank you Saif, for that but um Arsenal in this match you did the opposition stuff in the pod um and you posted it all how did um how did Arsenal line up against what you were, what you predicted?
4: The same, exactly what I thought they'd line up for, um, because that seems to be their go-to eleven. Um, the two, two sitters of Zaka and um, Partey, uh, or whatever in front, uh, Lacazette mm-hmm. up top, and then Saka and Martin on the wings. Um, that, that, that's their lineup. They've played it. I think was it forty-six times or something over the past five games. So that's that seems to be Arteta's first 11 at the moment i think there's some debate about the right back position um but the, the other the injured, injured. Isn't yeah it? he's injured so um <laughs> he's in yes. but yeah that that's that's their their way they've played one game a week apart from this week where they've had to play two and he's moaned about it um and that's what you get that's it's what, just that, that was done. ridiculous. that was absurd was. <laughs> that was. was absurd i
2: mean
4: but that's, but
2: that's he, imagine if arsenal qualify for the champions league they'll have to play monday they'll have to play saturday wednesday saturday
4: exactly they'll have to well, get used to it but then they'll have they'll be able to invest and you know they'll get they'll get a, got a squad, won't they got squad they to do that you know so it's all yeah I I froze, but no i did find it amusing that he was married about twice a week and it, well that's exactly what you get when it's success in this country you know yeah exactly right um now um it um as well as doing the data
2: collection on the pressing for this one uh which we're going to come on to um you've done the normal match summary here so go on hit us with that
0: yeah it's it's quite an interesting one. Because your basic stats of nine shots each show quite an even game. Um, three shots on target to two in our favour. We had more than twice their shots in the box, which I think tells you a little bit, seven to three, but we only had one big chance each. Um, the, the Bobby one and the Odegaard one from the, the error. Um, even though it doesn't go down the defensive error, I don't know why that was. Dan. Um, which one didn't go as an error? the tiago one I, I couldn't find it on the on the opta we didn't have any um which seems <clears> is it annoying. because
2: it was a second phase
4: yeah lacquer didn't
0: have a shot did he oh of course yeah that was but again that's just strange Semantic. it's semantics,
4: <laughs> but
0: yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll take it but we ended up with twice the x non penalty xg with 1.2 to 0.6 across the models but in this game, there was a lot of variance. Um, Opta, but, and I checked this for the for the only the fourth time this season. The Fantasy Football Scout or Opta model was higher than the rest, or StatsBomb in particular, which is what I use. StatsBomb and Kayleigh is what I use. Um, so StatsBomb only had it at 0.8 to 0.6, which seems a little bit strange to me. But then up to add it at 1.64 to 0.7 so that's nearly double um i think it's we we're talking about earlier i think it's the mané chance in the at the end of the first half but kaleh who i think is the goal standard had it at 1.3 to 0.7 which is about our average so i i think that's about right um yeah a little bit strange that one so, but penalty box touches 17 to 12, and I think we'll come on to it when we get to the pressing. When there isn't much penalty box action, action, when there aren't many shots, when there aren't that many attacks, and both teams are trying to pass the ball, it makes for a pressing, um, just constant team's... Tr- if they're good enough, teams just going at each other, trying to close each other down, trying to win the ball back to create stuff. If the other team's organised, then it's hard to get through. If we're organised, it's virtually impossible for them to get through. The first half was utterly ridiculous in terms of lack of chances. We had two shots from... We had the shots from the corners really early on and then the manish shot at the end of the half. They had a couple of kind of, you know... not. I think they had four shots, none of them from within 22 yards... Um, so n- virtually nothing um the xg was about 0.2 to 0.15 nothing happened in terms of attacking it was two teams cancelling each other out uh, i think Si and Phil a bit break down the tactics of why that was but yeah it was um it was a t- it was a it, it was a, a game where i thought we had we had to wait for them to tire they were really well organized we have we were we are obviously amazingly organized and fitter than them and well, um, uh, just bringing but, back in here i mean arsenal's defensive
2: record is quite good after they they went two seasons in a row conceding 50 goals in the premier league yeah. but under under arteta their defensive record is actually pretty reasonable now
4: yes but i mean particularly it's quite. It is funny, but since the last time we played them, they have gone on a very good run, and they've sorted out their defence. Um, if you look at the generally look at their their pass maps and their positional play, and where the chances are coming from uh, in the white scout of what I posted, it's it's not in. So we talk about zones of fourteen quite a bit, which is the zone right in front of the box, which Partey and Zaka are sort of. Deemed Mm. with with stopping the balls in And they do a pretty good job of that Against most opposition So they force the play wider Which then they deal with They've been able to deal with So Yes, they've improved their setup. I think that's come from having those two settled or a settled midfield. Remember, against us, as I have got centre for one game, Partey mm. just come back from AFCON. Do you know what I mean? So that that shield <laughs> yeah. in front wasn't quite there. But when they have that shield in front, they managed to stop those kind of attacks. So, um, yeah, they've improved their setup particularly. Um, and we'll come on to how that affected this game particularly. Yeah. Um, so, like, just uh,
2: there were. F- Fifth, they're fifth best in the league for goals conceded and uh, fifth best for xG conceded as well. So, yeah. um, I mean, Arsenal's problem it really is they don't generate enough attack, I and mean, no. I, mean, I don't think they did in this game either as well. Um, but they, they were in very, very good form. I mean, this—I mean, on paper, this was one of the hardest games we've got left in the league. I don't do you agree, Bart? That um, oh, because definitely because they, um, they were. The there was a, they they were quite bullish, I think, pre pre match, and they were on a good run of results as well and a good run of form as well, and so I think I think this was going into it a a, a tough a genuinely tough match, I think. Oh yeah, for sure.
4: It's, I think it's two very informed sides. I mean, what we, we were talking about club club rankings, right? So, yeah, club elo was uh, eighteen seventy two for Arsenal, which is a uh, sort of an what's, orange, if you like. What's um, that rank? sorry, uh, but I just got a score which is eighteen seventy two, uh which compares to There's no context
2: think, there, Bart. Yeah, United, United's eighteen sixty, uh City of
4: two thousand and seventeen. Anyway, so let's move on, on. Anyway, that, that. means no, yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Let's talk about the first half then, right? Sorry, right? This was a pretty tight match. Um how did you see the the general pattern of
3: play in that first half? I thought it was really smart tactical game that both sides tried to compress play. So they were both playing really high lines. Everything was tight in midfield. Mo- out of possession, most teams would, both teams were doing really really good jobs on the opposition. They were doing they were trying to do the thing that they wanted to do, which was overload Odegaard and what on um, on against uh, with Saka down our, our left hand side. And get Martinelli on switches down um, our right hand side, which it, it happened a couple of times. I thought Trent was tremendous. He got beaten like twice, both times in in uh, rapid transition. And yeah, whatever, it's going to happen. Um, but Martinelli's really, really, really good. And he and Martinelli literally created no XG chain. So um, zero. He had zero XG chain. Yeah. So one of those wow. things that looks wow. sexy, but nothing <laughs> happened from anything he did. Um, well, I, so, I saw a
2: brilliant stat from Duncan Alexander that Diogo Jota's got more Premier League goals at the uh, the Emirates uh, than, um, than Martin Martinelli. Martinelli. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is a talent. Is There's no question he's a talent player. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, You've he's, got he's, to that turn one the that. He's
3: of sexy lads that does sexy stuff without actually anything happening.
2: Yeah. You've got to turn it into something tangible, haven't you, at some point?
3: It would help if they had had a forward, like Lacazette didn't really turn out the way everyone expected, given that he was one of those lads that we were desperate to buy as well, apparently. But um, I think it's kind of interesting that they set up almost exactly like we do and not like Pep does, which is what Arteta was trying to emulate for the first season and a half he was there. And then halfway through this season, they've modified how they set up to play much more like us. So Party plays like uh, Fab. And then uh, Xhaka, who mo- who you'd think automatically would be a double pivot, but he's not. He's playing to the left, the connector. And he gets forward. And most of his touches are 20 or 30 yards further forward than Parties. And then they've got Odegaard from the other side, who is freer. And um, he makes lots of off-the-ball third-man runs. And he's great at carrying the ball. Um and then Lacazette doing the weird thing of dropping in that you would expect him to play in the last man. And he's not. He's allowing the the two wide players to play play higher up. So it's interesting how that they tried to set up and do the things that we did. Um, and they were doing them all right. We didn't do the things that we're good at with possession, which is a problem. That our forwards and our attacking eight, they ended up being in a straight line way too often. So they were too high, too quick. And as soon as we started um, switching vertically, so you would get one player dropping as the other player rushes, or the other way around, it doesn't, doesn't matter, but you've got some vertical movement and, um, and integration between the phases, then we start to create chances, but that didn't happen until the second half.
2: So I like the way there's a nice visual representation of what um, of what he talks about, there, si, are saying that's uh, the pass map for Arsenal, which, which Bart's posted just up in the live show chat. We have occasionally seen these pass maps before, and I, I called it the crab because it's like a solid block of eight, and then two pincers either side. But there's nothing in the middle, <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> so there's it. literally no there's literally nothing in in the cent, in the central attacking areas of the pitch. There's no they, who were they connecting to? So you had the you had two strong wide players there. But yeah, what the what's
3: in the centre Yeah. Si? <laughs> it's madness. But g- good luck, good luck trying to get get any bit on the centre between Van Dijk, Matip, and and Fabinho. The one time they got yeah. they tried to get through the middle, there was a it was is going to lead to the the shot that you're going to talk about in a minute with Mane. But uh, Fabinho put in this hellacious tackle to win the ball back.
2: Mm. Now, but in the uh, in our group, I did pose a question to you. Um, about this in half time, um and you wanna have a think about it. So I wanna just ask you that against good teams, in quotes good teams,
4: mm-hmm.
2: when we play Jota in the central attacking role, does this create a tactical problem for us in build-up? Because in my very naive view, the Jota is his primary strength um is finishing moves and getting on the end of moves. Right, he. I would say build-up is probably the weakest facet of Jota's game. Um, and what does that mean? if we have him in that central attacking role in the, against top opponents, right? Like, so let's say top ten club yellow, for example, that kind of level. Yeah. Do we have? Do, does it create an issue for us in build-up in these matches? And if so, what what would we have to do to mitigate it?
4: See, I think. I was thinking about. It. I, I thought about this a lot, and then I mean, so I made a point about putting Mo in there. But um, and I think we chatted about it actually in the group at the same time about the fact that actually one of the problems we had in the first half was our front three played in front of the ball, he advanced to the ball very high, uh, which Klopp said in post-match he said that there was there was not enough players playing in between the lines. Mm. So it's hard, and which we is always what we say, isn't play it? yeah, we, yeah. yeah. But we, we always say don't take one game. You know you got to look at it in the context of overall performance. Yeah. So in this yeah one game, we can yeah.
2: We, we can we can we can but we can
4: say the same thing about the Intermatch as well at Anfield. As yeah, well, a yeah, I mean, Joshua yeah. is just coming back from an injury. But yeah, he did does play higher than Bobby. What can we do? I think you're noticing. I thought Hendo played a little bit higher and more centrally this game um, at times, which could have been mitigating and Jotter playing higher.
2: Especially in um, the second half, I thought. Especially
4: in the second half, to try and play it. But then we had Bobby on from fifty-five minutes, and he definitely dropped in between the lines, and you saw the difference in that. We started to get the old V shape between the the old band, if you like, and the movement. So I don't. I think you've got to mitigate that with the right eight doing a bit, being a bit more centrally picking the ball up uh, and playing in between the lines at that, that level, if you like. Um, I, I think you've. It's difficult to change a complete way we're playing. Because you get so much more from Jota going the other way by him playing. Exactly, then maybe exactly. Mane and Mo can then drop in a bit more. I
2: mean, I, think should, I should have prefaced this, by the way. I, 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 problems yep. is very, very much in air quotes. Oh, yeah, you it's, said it's, first it's, world it's, problems, it's, right? Yeah, it's it's like like, a first world problem, not Top, not top, top yellow
4: t- t- 10 problems, right? But yeah, yeah. Um, I think, it, I think the, the main problem for me was all three of them were playing really high. Right. right. So if one of them wasn't doing that, it would have been fine that Jota was doing that. But all three of them wanted to play up ahead of the ball pretty much on the last man. When we change that dynamic, i.e. Bobby coming in and almost at times him and Henda were fairly level, mm-hmm. Yeah, you you then get a bit of a... You get more paratus in the game. You, you create... Um, uh, what are they? Perpetations, which are mixing up or creating uh, un, unstable scenarios for the opposition in yeah, that area amazing. in front of the ball. That's it. Um, so... Um, that's what I think have with Bobby coming up. but I think Jota, Jota can do that. I just think he's not—he's not in great form at the moment. Um, and one of the, one of the three, I think, should be time with not—not not play, always playing higher up. Which at, for Arsenal, for me, they all played in front, in front of the ball.
2: Any thoughts on that discussion? Sorry, Rosie. Say any thoughts on that discussion?
3: Yeah, the, uh, I think the key to it all is that is that um, when Jota plays down the middle, Salah has to play. Because when Jota plays down the middle, Salah is the is the full-on attacking creator. Um, it, his shot creating actions when when Diogo is down the middle are six point two a game, and typically they're they're closer to four um, when he's not. So he plays higher up when Jota isn't there. The thing that that Mane doesn't link play that well. He carries no. the ball, and Robo also carries the ball. So does Diaz. Yeah, so you need somebody that's going to link play as uh, as a passer too, um, and uh, thankfully, currently uh, Hendo has switched back into uh, team first. I'm going to retain possession, yeah. Hendo, which I think like, I love, and it works much better for it's this brilliant, team. Right just now. not having to talk about
2: him being the worst player on the yeah, pitch definitely. again isn't it it's just having and having really good games as part of a really good team performance so anyway yeah, back yeah, to yeah. the front so front three say just to sum up could I possibly say my naive understanding as well like just as we talked about midfield roles all season and having the right balance do we also need front three roles absolutely and, and that balance okay spot yeah, on. absolutely so if if, if 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 Firmino isn't playing in and in dropping in it has to be Salah on that front yeah. the right Slightly deeper with two players ahead of him, right? Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even even that being said, Bobby last season was playing higher than he usually did. Yeah, for sure. So so sure. Mo to the, the second half of the season, Mo was Mo was being the creator then as well.
2: Yeah, but we have to accept that Diogo is always going to be one of the two player two of the, one of the two forwards ahead of the other because that's, his role. that's and the way he And it's plays.
3: become it's in the last two years it's become Mané's role too to be higher up because like yeah. three years ago he he used to be a provider. Never, never in the final phase. But his his build-up play was always, always. He was always involved more in the build-up phase than he is now. And now he is uh, a get in the box kind of forward. And so you just need one of them to be. Uh, their first thought is to be come get the ball. Yeah, yeah.
2: and that's the thing. Is when when Diogo does try to do it in the in, like he did against Inter and then in this game, he does try to come in and he does try to link the play. It doesn't quite work because it's that's not. That's not his strongest part of his game. Uh, no, for me anyway. But you yeah. need you
3: need you need one of the forwards at least, preferably to to drop deep so that they can link the game. But you also need one of the forwards to actually retain possession that, when they get passed. And, and Mane in this game was fifty four percent. Was he? So he was losing forty yeah. five. Pinball machine. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So you need, you need to be high. typically what's what's decent for us is high sixties. Mo yeah. came on at seventy seven percent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. OK, Rota, you were going to come in there, sorry, before. Um, did you have a contribution on this point?
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting because if you have a look at the dashboard um, and have a look at the pressing zones part of that, in the first half, if you imagine that those lines out there are put a line from the edge of the penalty, Arsenal's penalty box, so where the D is, to. The edge of the centre circle. Right when I was collecting in the first half, there was a massive line, big line between that space. So that's where all the pressing was happening. It was something I haven't seen when I've collected. Oh, we weren't engaging. So, like, so let me give you an example. When we played Inter in Italy, we were constantly trying to harry their keeper. They were trying to pass it out inside their box, and we were massively high pressing. In this game, it was like a it was like a mid-high or a high mid press, just in between that zone. Uh, I think it's with the zone fourteen and wider. So it was it, there was a massive group of presses right in that zone in the first half, and then in the second half it changed again. So either we were dropping a little bit off, obviously when we scored we're going to do that, or we were, we were going a little bit higher. There were more presses occurring in the box, so it was. We wanted to attack their their Ramsdale or their defenders. But in the first half, we didn't want to engage with that. We didn't want to commit players into their penalty box to let them pass around us and then have space. It was really, really controlled. Genuinely, you, brilliantly did, controlled. Did you see um,
2: um, Thiago's post-match comments when he was interviewed I, with Robbo? But, no. but He said that in the first half our pressing was a little bit inaccurate
0: well yeah in the first 20 minutes there were it was it was close to 50 50 fails and then to, obviously if you look at the efficiency it increases massively maybe it was 64 um but I, I was i was collecting it and in the first 20 minutes i was thinking oh my god this is going to be horrendous in terms of efficiency and then i think i think after 20 25 minutes we picked it up a lot and there were more group presses um, a little bit, like I said before, a little bit more control. So yeah, absolutely, he's right. Obviously, he knows more than I do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I've got the um, I've got the heat
2: map for you for just for the first half. So I'm just going to snip that and I'm going to stick it into the um into the live show chat. No, oh, hang very, on. it's very
0: interesting.
2: Hang on, no, it's not. It's not quite right yet. One second.
0: There, were, anyway, there were hardly any. We. Hardly any presses in our in our half either. Right, um, just while we're on the pressing, um, the Papa Chart
2: Rosie was just unbelievable. It was.
0: How's about um, that for intensity? I it's, mean, right I at of the red I didn't want to bring it in earlier, but I think it really does link with Ty talking about the rotation. You can't you can't have two hundred eighty-one presses without being without having fresh players. You can't, you can't do that. And this is what... This, this rotation allows us and enables us to perform like this level of intensity. Yeah. Because the
2: inter-game that you collected as well, that was massive. That was 268, I think.
0: We, yeah, we keep doing it.
2: Yeah. and well, these are massive, massive numbers. This is the most presses we've had in a league game, Premier League game, for four and a half years. God, Jesus. Yeah. We had 281 in the cup final against Chelsea but that was over 120 minutes, not 90. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we're talking about now. Um do these pressing. So yeah, I've got this dashboard now, uh, the heat map of what Rosie was saying. I'm going to put it in the live show chat. Um so that is um we are pressing from right to left. And as you can see, Rosie, what Rosie perfectly described, midway between the centre circle and the D, there's just right across the pitch as a string of pressures. Wow. Yeah, a wall of pressures. Uh, yeah. Very little beyond it, Rosie, like you said. Just, just yeah. a wall, a red wall there. And um, it lines up with where all the pressing chain is on the, as well. If you look at the... Um, Uh, i'll put the pressing chain for the first half in as well it's um it it is exactly it's just little chains of two or three but nothing extravagant you know like not long chains of six seven eight nine whatever but um yeah just little chains just like and you can see the you can see the momentum the directions of this as well so with the way the pressing chain works the smallest dot is the start of the chain and then it sort of goes in a conical shape and the dots get bigger and bigger, and the cones get bigger and bigger as the chain goes on. And you can see all of them are are trending towards... They start nearer the halfway line and go slightly towards the the Arsenal box. So you can see it really clearly on that one, I think, Roti.
0: Absolutely. And um, I think you've got to bring it in at this this moment, because it was who we were targeting. We were targeting the centre-backs, and um, Partey. Partey was targeted like I've never seen a player.
2: Yeah. It, and, and 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 you're right. And it turns out you're right, Rosie, because it is the most targets we've made on a single player in a match. 61. 61 presses on one player. I mean, his ball and play time is only going to be sixty minutes. It's, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. So I'm just going to get the. Um, I've just got the. He's I mean, absolutely. He is,
0: he is a player as well. He is super... Do you like He's a good player, isn't
4: he? I think that sort of links up a little bit. I know the past maps can be a little bit deceiving because they're, they're only, I think the so side set a volume, but it kind of, it does link up with that because party was, was pressed a lot, right? And yet you see, like I said, his side of zone 14 has let a lot of things in. So we've won it and gone again. I think also the picture I wrote, I sort of wrote in my notes, was we weren't letting anything come through the centre of the pitch. Which if you look on the the, hit, the heat map that you put there um, staff and the the passing chain shows you that there's not we've pushed them out wide, right? We're not yeah. letting them go through the middle of the pitch, which was a key victor. Exactly. And then we backed Trent and Robbo to defend 1v1 with uh, Saka and Martinelli when they put the switch on and whatever else. And that worked. You know, and if they put a cross in, then we had VBD and Matic with Fab to deal with the cross. So it worked perfectly. And that also kind of links in with your point about the crab form crab map for Arsenal. Because because they couldn't get the ball through the centre of the pitch, they couldn't link in with Laka and um, Oz- uh, What's his name? Ozzy Gardner, whatever it is. Yeah, oh, the so they, couldn't, they couldn't get him in the game. Because we yeah. we basically went, no, you're going to go wide. You are going to go wide. You're going to play over there, and then we'll deal with you. We'll defend and, with you over there. And then Robert had a really good game, to fair to say. Was really, so was Trent, Trent. Both yeah. of them were superb, I So really well.
0: look, look at the target efficiency against... So you've just described it perfectly for there, Phil. Martinelli and Saka target efficiency, ninety six percent, ninety seven percent. Yeah. We were brilliant against them. Yeah, we were superb.
2: But like I know what we said, it brings back that they okay. You can give it to these talented white players, but they're well they're being defended as well, and they, they they haven't got anywhere to go. They can't get it no. to anybody, and they so they basically run out of space and turn the ball over again. So. Um, but top, just on the pressing, Rosie, Partey fifty-five targets, obviously, but in, in which seven seven in groups, eight possession wins out of them, including one to a shot as well. And even after that, Xhaka was thirty-four targets. And on the player combos, we do have to call out Jordan Henderson on Granite Xhaka, eighteen targets. <laughs> I don't. That's that is some serious. I remember I remember Bobby getting over twenty once on um, the Chelsea dude, the centre mid. What's his name? The Jorginho. Jorginho, yeah. I remember Bobby getting shitloads on him one time. But Henno 18 on Jacket and, and, and Thiago, 16. He's Italian,
3: 16. He's Italian. <laughs> like, he's Italian,
2: yeah. I thought he was Brazilian. No, he's Italian. Just won the Euros. Oh, yeah. No, was he from Brazil? <laughs> I, think I have no Brazil. idea, but he's
0: just, just won for the Euros. He's from Jorginho from Italex, aye. I, I saw
2: place. I definitely saw a program BT Sport where they were they were talking to Thiago's mum and she was like in Rio somewhere and living in the and she couldn't speak in English. Yeah, born in Brazil. He was born in Brazil. Right, okay, right. So he's got an, an Italian passport, right. Like, like Veron. <laughs> right. Um so anyway, um <laughs> I lost with Thiago sixteen presses on Partey uh yeah as well that's phenomenal as well and um i'll put that in, in terms of the player pressing for us roti some some massive numbers from the two eights i mean tiago forty four hendo forty two but it, i guess what the thing is that you didn't say was like earlier in the season there were gaps there was there were gaps in these chains and there were people there was low inefficiencies and stuff like that it's sol- it's
0: really really solid all 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 there all the pressing numbers are really solid aren't they what did I say about Henderson in the cup final against Chelsea? I said it, there was a lot of good pressing in there, but the three failed presses or four failed presses that he had yeah. led to three big chances. Yeah. Uh, how many shots did we concede in this game from pressing? None. One. Yeah. Was it one.
2: Yeah. What was that?
0: Oh, yeah, Robert, maybe one. Yeah, one. That was it. V- virtually hardly any XG. Yeah. It's 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 a. A complete and utter contrast from that cup final.
1: Yeah. It's a super
0: performance.
2: Your yeah. Current. So yeah, 44 presses for Thiago. Um Hendo's Henson's. that's the most in any game for Hendo since the Barcelona game at Anfield to 4-0. Uh, and it's worth noting that Jota and for Bobby combined with 66 presses from the centre forward position, which is just unbelievable. And um Unfortunately, they don't have more. Neither of them has more than an hour play, minutes played, because um, they don't quite meet the bar for my possession adjusted criteria. But otherwise, they would have been the number one and two possession adjusted figures ever. Especially Bobby, 65.3 possession adjusted, just unreal to get to get 30 get 30 presses in 30 minutes or, or 35 minutes, just, just ridiculous from Bobby. coming on like that.
3: Dan, um, what's, what's a high number of presses on a person? You were it, saying it, that Hendo, Hendo and Jacker. What's a high number? What's a decent number? Were you ten? You, 10,
2: anything, 10. ten or twelve? 10. I'd say is anything over twelve is is, is unusually high for a, for a, for a one-on-one duel in a in a match.
3: Okay. Are they usually midfielders?
2: Uh, not necessarily. Um, they can the be. talking I was, about. We've also seen on full-backs as well, and in some games as well. No, I games mean, it, are
3: they usually our midfielders? Uh,
2: no, well, obviously the centre-forward role is massive as well, the false nine, yeah. False right. nine, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um, I, can get some, I can get some numbers on those for you if you're interested in terms of top-pressing uh, top combos and stuff like that, targeting combos. Do you, but you
4: yeah, see there's... how... Sorry, is also, to note how Jota and Firmino play their role differently, see how Jota had higher target on Gabriel and White, yeah? And he did party, but Firmino concentrated on parte, and Gabriel didn't bother with White. So, did you to make play you the role difference? He played; the, he dropped in a bit more on, on the six for me, and then Hendo was picking up the other one, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, Hendo? yeah, the other. So they they sort of went in that
0: spot. Yeah. all what these are great,
3: saying? right? All these great, and they're not they're not wrong. I'm not even suggesting remotely that they're wrong. Just that the narrative was really easy to form that the subs made the difference, but they came on at one nil up. So, Arsenal changed how they were playing. Like, we, we always talk in these grand terms of what we were doing, but there is another team involved, and they changed the thing that they were doing because they were one nil down at the time when Bobby came on. Completely agree with that. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, although to be fair, Bobby, yes, I agree. Bobby was good in this as well. So, but we'll come on. Both things can be true.
3: He was amazing.
2: Absolutely, yes. Both but things he was amazing, can be and true. they
3: changed their. their... so well, I'm not saying that he wasn't amazing. I'm saying that, that what what Bart's was saying about it being different. There were also a diff. There was a different challenge on display as well. He, yeah, he I didn't necessarily we didn't win because Bobby came on and did this tactical thing that was different. He had no. a tactical thing to do that was different.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I get that Simon, I, I've just put a chart in there as well to support what you're saying. There wasn't much difference in the phases. If you look yeah. at that in the bar, it, there is hardly any difference in the passes the touches. The only thing that went up in that sort of middle phase around the subs is our, is our shots. Um so yeah, I I completely agree with you. So I think I'm just trying to say they they did a different role if you get what I mean. Um, yeah. But totally impacted Yeah I completely accept that They came out 1-0 um, But I think they helped us gain even more control If you like and see the game out
2: So, oh, um, Sorry
4: I want to talk about the 10 minutes Either side of half
2: time um, Just before half time um, how, how, how did you describe the play From Trent please To set up Mane <laughs> I was just
3: a Well I want to take it back another, another 10 seconds To okay. the phenomenal They were breaking on us Udegaard was going through the middle and Fab just slammed the door in his face. And, and with the tackle pass that went to Henderson, which went to Trent, which Trent then slotted with this beautiful, it was a cross, with with this cross shape, that uh, but it just happened to be 30 yards deeper than he usually, he usually attempts it from. And it fell beautifully to Mane, uh, put him through on goal. One what seemed like a good touch at the time, but actually allowed um, Gabriel to come over and, and get in his face, which probably reduced the XG. But it was a, it, the the shape of the pass is just it's just beautiful. We've never seen this stuff before. It's amazing to watch. We have Glenn Hoddle at his very best playing right back.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great shout That is a great um, show. Just say, think- just to confirm that Dan Fabinho was unbelievable as well in the press yeah yeah Yeah, because whenever there was the whenever there were the fails especially in the first twenty five, he just shut it out whenever they got through the center whenever they did what they wanted to do which was go through the middle um because they weren't having any success on either flank obviously there was the two there was the two martinelli dribbles but apart from that um fabinho was ridiculous
3: And Tiago was ridiculous. And Robbo was ridiculous in this game. Robbo won the high, a season high. Uh, he won 19% of all our possession wins. Robbo? Yeah. Tiago wow. won 17%. And Fab won 17%. They were the three highest. That's it, it, We have players 16, 17, 18 all the time. But it's never Robbo. And it's never Tiago. Well, Tiago can be like 14, 15. But the, these are season highs. For those three players, and Fab's mm. just Fab, yeah. And so, and there's no surprise to me. A couple of things that I think come about from pressing and being front foot is that um, the uh, Saka got um, when I talked about like uh, receiving passes that he held on to 50 of the of the um, passes that were targeted uh, because Robbo just pinched it off him every time. And, um, yeah. and we had no through balls attempted in the whole game. Didn't we? Interesting. That's, that's, from, that's the platform that creates our ability to press. Yeah. And when we don't do that, that's when we get picked off with through balls. I think we average 3.2 through balls a game in game against us when we concede goals. And less than one per game in games in which we don't concede goals.
2: So, last one on the pressing to support what you just said, uh, Sai, about um, who who won the ball back for us. And that was obviously that your stats cover the whole, all match scenarios. Um, just from possession wins from pressing in this match, Thiago got 14, uh, which is an extremely high number. Uh, the most we've ever had is 16. Uh, and one of those occurrences was from Mo Salah in the reverse fixture against Arsenal at Anfield earlier this year. But, yeah, um, Thiago had 14 possession wins from pressing, nine of them direct, um, which would... This is basically his joint best performance in terms of um, high-value wins uh, and and direct possession wins, along with with Thiago's other two best games were the game at Old Trafford last season and the game at Wolves earlier this season before Christmas. When, uh, De- when, D- when DB scored an injury time.
3: Here's a big shout. I wonder. I wonder if Dan has seen this. I think he's our best counter presser.
0: Tiago lose it.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. well, it wasn't. I, I think
3: he is the one that not from the front because that's generally not where counter pressing happens. And people no, think counter pressing no. happens when the thing where Bobby has a terrible touch and goes and chases it and wins it back. That's not what it is. <laughs> It's, it's the thing that the ball breaks and instantly there is somebody already there to, to, to pick up before, like, the, to intercept the first pass out. And
4: to, to Nick in front, right? It's his
0: anticipation, yeah. he's quicker, yeah. he's thinking quicker than everybody else, he's anticipating what's going to happen yeah. quicker than everybody else, and he's a sneaky fucker. Yeah.
3: He is so much better than I thought he was going to be, and I thought he was the best midfielder in the world.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought no, it was superb again. So, have you got anything on the, oh, this? Is going to sound weird on their long ball rate because I thought second half their keeper just went long into the wide players.
3: They they both had reduced long ball rates.
4: Okay, like, I just thought the keeper. Long
3: ball rate.
4: I just thought they stopped trying to get a, a, like an outfield player to hit the hit the wide players. They went straight from the keeper straight into the wide players which meant they were receiving it rather than receiving it running, if that makes sense.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, Do you I, know what I mean?
4: Because so, then you take out, both those players are good when they're receiving the ball running. That's their strength. They're not good at b- receiving it first off, bringing it down and turning and going, which I think helps us defend even better in the second half. Um, it's just something in like the second half, I just wonder whether there was anything. No one.
0: We certainly dropped deeper after that. I think the game is an important factor there, Phil. I think Yeah, right. Definitely. Definitely.
4: Um, I mean, they, they changed their, their shape after the first 20 minutes, didn't they? They started off really high press and they dropped off.
3: I'm looking um, at the passing, you're right. He did start to launch it uh, to the right into wing. The wide.
4: He tried yeah. to
3: launch it over Robbo's head for some weird reason.
4: Yeah, and then Robbo just went, fine, you're going to do that. I'll defend you like that, which completely nullified Saka's game because Saka's game isn't receive it first and go. He likes to receive it at feet or running onto it.
3: Yeah. So, sorry. coming back
4: to
2: you, uh, um, Si, just on, just wrap up the first half. Um, I thought Trent was tremendous in this, in this half. I mean, just like the, the League Cup game, the narrative was Martinelli against Trent. Um, as you said, Martinelli didn't create anything at all. But I thought on the ball, Trent was our only really, really strong performer in the first half. I mean, the number of times he got that those vertical passes in the, in, inside the Arsenal half, 20-25, straight up. Nobody else was seeing them. I thought he was absolutely phenomenal.
3: Yeah, uh, I thought, I just thought we were off in the first half. So so the options were reduced and it was reduced to playing, trying to do insane passes to lay in one of the front three who all wanted to run in behind. Yeah. And that was the only option we had. We had no build, we had no rotation off the front. So what usually one of them dropped deep and one of them run in behind, which is exactly what happened three minutes into the second half. Um but yeah, so he's just reliant on, go on, Trent, try to cut them open with some unbelievable pass. And he tried it. I think he got three in. But the yeah, one, that's uh, one actually created a chance, didn't it?
0: We mentioned it half-time, didn't we? What they, I thought, we've done Liverpool's pressing figures, but I think if we did Arsenal's, we would know that they were doing really well to control Thiago from doing those kind of passes that he was doing. In the first half, yeah. Yeah, in the first half, we couldn't get through like that. But then Thiago was always an option first half still.
4: Was, you know, you watch him moving, 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 trying to be an option. He might not have received it, but he was, he's was still good. But no, I mean, because um, Trent tries that ball two minutes before the half-time one, doesn't he? And, and Mane just doesn't quite come off again. But yeah, I thought Trent, Trent was fun. I want to win this first half.
3: A f- so- Trent didn't actually have the ball very much in the first half. So if you look, that we played the majority of our time down the left hand side, and, yeah. and I hadn't noticed. And what uh, what Bart said was true: that they lost possession so many times down the right hand side, down their right hand side through long balls. That that's where we had possession, and so it's easier to play among, down the left hand side. I I I looked at the stats, and I was thinking, I was wondering what it was that we were tactically doing to play down the left. If you remember, I told, I said that, that we're not yeah. really using Trent very much and, and Hendo had 12 touches in, in the 40th minute. Um, yeah. He was doing off-the-ball stuff, getting the ball back, but in possession, he was basically anonymous. Um, but um, Thiago had like 45 touches at that point and he, he had loads of the ball, but, but everything was on that side of the pitch, so there was not a lot to create. And there was no move, movement ahead of him. Everyone was just going really early and staying there. Um, so, but it makes total sense now that they were losing the ball there, so that's why we had it there instantly.
2: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the, defi- the defining period of the game, um, uh, Roti. um So fifty minutes, I think, forty-nine minutes. Um, Thiago actually makes a mistake. Um, <laughs> he doesn't do it very often, but it was, it was, um, it was a big one.
0: Yeah, so Matic clears it, doesn't he? he? clears it with a kind of a weird clearance, and I think Thiago takes it down brilliantly. But then there's two players in between, Thiago and Lacazette. And he, I find this hard to call a mistake. I don't know how it can be a mistake if you can't see the Arsenal player. It's you, just can't, it's, you can't, it's, you can't it's see just, through players.
2: No, but it's just, is it one of the. You like you don't. You the, the ball, ball away, your, yeah, you. yeah, you don't pass mm-hmm. the ball across your own But It was like Jerry. It was like Gerard to Henri against France. France. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I think if 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 a Perfect player three ball for
2: him,
3: <laughs> yeah. if the player is, is in the
0: line of sight, yeah,
3: Henry against Arsenal, he did it yeah. twice. Against Chelsea. It was one of the Gerard used to do it occasionally. I think it's what brilliant players do. They take risks, and sometimes it's <clears> at the wrong end of the pitch. Yeah.
0: yeah, I, I, I still don't think it was a risk. I don't know how you, how, how can we. Right. we 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 we, we were, um, um, recycled possession between our defenders and our keeper, and we've got midfielders who do who pass it back to our keeper. How co- I know it was quite congested at that point. Um, Arsenal had just had a little bit of a, an attack and Matip cleared it. But if he can't see um, the Arsenal on, Roche, player, didn't,
2: didn't you start the didn't you start the pod off by saying why didn't Thiago get a defensive error?
0: No, I did, but that's a statistical, <laughs> that's a statistical that's, definition. You're isn't a walking contradiction,
2: right. Rosie. I don't get no, it. I
0: was criticizing Opta, not not Tiago.
2: <laughs>
0: I can't. <laughs> how, how is it? What what can you do if if you see a pass back to the keeper for him to, to either launch it or 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 rotate and go back to Trent or whatever he's going to do? If he can't see Lacazette there, how is he supposed to go? I shouldn't do this.
2: All right, okay, okay, right. So that didn't go as a, I thought it anticipated. But anyway, um, let's talk about the goal goalkeeping then to salvage the situation then. Oh, it was unbelievable. It, we we find ourselves in a very big hole and somehow we scramble out of it. And it, uh, somehow it's Alison, Alison Becker, Alison Ramsey's Becker. So
0: how, how did it you it do, Rosie? Well, his jockeying of Lacazette initially was superb because you know if you've got if you've got um mignolet and thierry henry or whoever was in goal for us at that point you know terry henry just goes around him and just taps it in he jockeys he jockeys he jockeys he doesn't let him get a shot yeah. and then he puts it and then he cuts it back to um to Odegaard, Odegaard. And, and and then if oh watch the highlights again of what any any, any keeper any fan watch the highlight He's so focused on the ball. That's all he's looking at. He's just concentrating completely. He's not even looking at all the guys. He's not, he's not trying to outdo him. He's just focused completely on the ball, and he makes an unbelievable save because he stands up long enough. He doesn't commit. He doesn't commit. He doesn't commit, and it's brilliant. It's genuinely... It's a game-changing moment, isn't it? It's a, it's yeah. a, it, it could be a title-winning moment. It could be all those things.
2: And, you know, that's why you you know, you pay the big bucks for the best players because we saw Barts that, you know, three minutes later, their yeah. goalkeeper scores a preventable goal, to be, concedes a preventable goal, to be, if, we're, if we're brutally honest. Yeah,
4: it's, I don't know who wrote the, the journalist who wrote it, but he said it was the story of two keepers because, yeah, Alisson does that, which uh, Rhodes has done well there to give it the uh, the credence it was. But it's a goalkeeper in two, three phases, probably. Um, we go up the other end. Uh, it breaks to Tiago. Who is it? 10 players you counted, he, he cuts out with with one pass. Well, I think it's packing. If we had the packing starts, I think that would be a 10. That's
1: packing yeah. a 10. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's packing 10. And then Jota puts it in from an angle that I mean, let's be frank, he shouldn't score. And it goes in near post. I like, mean, he blams it hard and low, fine, yeah, but that it should. should, but yeah, yeah, it shouldn't score from there, yeah, because yeah, he was, just poorly,
2: a... he was poorly positioned, really, wasn't he? Cause, yeah, you
4: know. He didn't, didn't use his feet. His footwork's poor and it just it goes in and you think, yeah, that is exactly what you've just said. You pay your money. But they paid money for Ramsdale, didn't they? Wasn't he 40-odd? What, Isn't he what, odd what did you call Ramsdale early in the season, Brundish? You called him something. You called him I something, know. yeah.
3: I've no idea. I call him loads of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I t- I tell you what he is. He's is the English kepper. That's it. <laughs>
0: there you go. That's the one.
3: <laughs> he <is. laughs> if, he, if, he, if he wasn't um, English... He would be called. He would be Kepa, but because he's English, he's the second coming of Christ. When Chelsea signed (laughs) Kepa, he's he was amazing in Spain because he's a good shot stopper and he does or or he does he does great shots saving for the cameras. The opposite. He's just the opposite of the goalkeeping spectrum to Ali. Ali does nothing spectacular. He's just better than you and. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Ramsdale, all he does is show off for the goddamn camera, and then then he did the same against us in the first game. That he's just he lets shots in he shouldn't save he should be saving, and yeah. both of these both goals he should save.
4: I was going to say the second one he doesn't do himself any favors at all. He's in it, it's poor. It's just poor, poor, poor goalkeeping. But
3: that the if we if we go back to the beginning of this goal that um f- so. The we Jota scored three minutes after Thiago's pass, which was two minutes after the first movement um, we had. That that vertical rotation that we were missing in the first half. That Jota spun deep and had a touch, which mm-hmm. allowed Hendo to play in the the advancing runner because a runner went from deep to fill the space that Jota left. Mane went through offside goal, whatever. Yeah. But that was the beginning of that happening. So, sorry, as, as somebody
2: who played um, at a reasonable level in um, uh, midfield, uh, how do you see a pass that cuts out all ten players in that position? Talk to me about how that is even possible. Because it was it's just not, even that, dude.
3: It's not, it's not. even that. If you look at the goal from, if you look at it, the pass from behind the goal, right? The, um, it's multifaceted. What happened that caused the problem? For Arsenal, right? The, it's the timing that Robbo made um, an advance down. Yeah, down they the thought the ball was side, going to him, didn't they? They thought they were shot in the cross. Yeah, it, uh, Saka blocked the passing lane into Jota, right? And he should have been tracking Robbo. He didn't, which meant that Cedric went out, started to move <laughs> out towards um, Robbo, which then allowed, uh, which Mane saw made a little burst which committed the first defender and then he checked out and then Jota made a burst uh, into the space. So he had three things causing Arsenal panic, right? The whole time Thiago saw all of these things because of was 360 vision. It's unbelievable. And then he lined up, he faked to pass to um, to Mane because there, there was actually an angle. He could have slipped Mane straight through the middle and then did the whole Arsenal defence with his eyes. And at the very last second, he adjusted his ang- the angle of his ankle and whipped the ball straight through to Jota. So everybody went for the Mane pass whilst Jota was clean through with 10 metres of space. Um, because Arsenal were doing their job and Thiago is just that brilliant. But it was the weight of the ball as well, Sai the but weight it, of, the it, it, the oh. way of the pass was good but that the actual pass wasn't that hard it it was okay. a, a very simple line straight through because there was a big gap because of all this stuff happening but it was the it was the fake on the pass which made the pass so brilliant completely yeah. agree yeah and we it all agree that we all agree
2: ahead. that it was a preventable goal for arsenal
3: should, the goalkeeper should've
4: saved it. yeah
0: i don't think they can prevent the everything that happened before the shot because it was a 20-pass move. We were yeah. moving about all over the place and and also great off-the-ball movement. Should have been without, parried, without at at
2: the worst, pass. it should have been parried for a corner, shouldn't it? At worst. It should. If he, if he hits it there, where's
4: Mane in it? Is it Mane in the box at that point? Yeah, he's in B Central, so he's got to so turn on the post. There's yeah. a chance, yeah, but you don't know with Ramsdale, he might have just put it straight back into Mane's path and Mane taps it's... it in. No, but I'm saying yeah, is I mean, if it's against us, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, The worst, do the worst the thing angle. you want
3: There's to do. There's no way of getting the ball to the middle that of the goal. He has to get a solid wrist on it and it either parries it back towards Jota or or you push it around the goal, around the yeah, post. Yeah. It's just what goalies do. Well, and he okay. probably catches it, so, you know. Probably. Yeah, it yeah, probably does. Yeah.
2: Um, or, or uses his feet, maybe, to, to cover it. No, oh, yeah. it wide the post. Um, sorry, talk to me about the rationale where Klopp was making... Uh, making subs anyway and it was Jota's last kick and then you know there was there was some discussion about this on especially on social media about why well, is he making the changes he's, he's just scored talk to me about the thinking if from the manager's perspective of why he, why he, he, he had he had subs lined up and he went through with them
3: well i'd imagine that he had the subs lined up that were pre-planned before the game at 60 maybe uh and he talked to them at half time look motherfuckers you have got to do this thing that you're not doing right now that you're getting too high, you've got no vertical exchange, there's nobody ro- rotating deep, um, please do more of that. Jotted as I said, Jota did it once in, in the first five minutes, well, that was better, but it probably wasn't happening in the way that he'd hoped, so he got the two big boys to come on to go and fix the problem. We scored, he at that point either could go, oh, okay, they've done this thing and and... Uh, Ramsdale and Jota probably made a bad choice by having the shot in the first place because he probably shouldn't have had the shot he should probably have passed it to Mane um, but thankfully they're keeper shit so um, maybe I'm tactically going to change back to, I, I'm going to sit with what we've got or I think this tactical problem we have right now is going to be solved by these two people and it's going is to one, give us more attacking threat, but two, is going to allow us to dominate the game in a, in a more specific way. Shall I carry on? It might hurt Jota. I imagine yeah. that's the, the, the debate he had in his head. And hurting Jota's feelings ends up being low, t- way well, lower down the. Um, so to be
2: honest, he's got his win bonus, hasn't he? And he's got his goal bonus. So, you know,
3: yeah.
2: he's right. <laughs> he's, he's and Jota's jack,
3: the, the most substituted player we have.
2: Yeah. So he's used to it. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. Um, so um, we've already talked about how we changed uh, the style of play with when Bobby came on, anyway, and how Arsenal changed. But um, Rodsley, back to the pressing briefly for the for the second goal because yes, in in, in the dashboard as well as the two hundred eighty one presses and the fifty two possession wins, both massive numbers. We also had five presses leading to shots and one point one three xg from pressing, but three of the shots and about 0.9 of the xg were in this unbelievable sequence. About what twelve to twelve seconds, fifteen second sequence?
0: Yeah, on, talk talk, you. can you can
2: you can you remember it? Can you talk us through it?
0: Well G- Gags was straight on this watching it live, wasn't he? He was in the group who was on Twitter, he was probably on Facebook and Instagram. He was going three <laughs> shots three shots from Preston in that sequence. He <laughs> was loving it. <laughs> um, the first one was um Bobby and oh who was it with him? Um, it was a group. Was,
2: it was. It was. It was. It was, was um, Manny,
0: Bobby, Mane and, Marley, and Salah. Yeah, it was Bobby and Salah. That's it. And then um, Bobby cuts it back weirdly when all our players were ahead of the ball, um, but he does get to Thiago. His his touch is a little bit um, hard, which is a rare event. And then Salah shoots, and then it's blocks and Salah presses again, and it, it comes out, deflects out to Robo, who shoots. That's blocked. It goes out onto the touchline. Sal- uh, Robbo follows that up, g- blocks with a press, and then he cuts it back to Firmino, who flicks it in. It was, I think, it- Gag said, and the- he's, he's been collecting for all the time this podcast has been going, and he said he'd never seen that. And I'd like to know if you've ever seen that, because I-, I can't recall it either. It was just- no,
2: there was a game against... Um, Pochettino Spurs where I think we had three or four shots from one sequence impressive yeah that's the only other one I can think of though
0: but yeah that was um, it was joyous to watch (laughs) Uh, by the way don't don't you think think Bobby should have put it in um, put it in a six yard box with his instead of the cutback because it looked like we had two players in there
4: what? I don't know, sorry. I was gonna say flicks it in is a little bit of an understudy. The touch was absolutely brilliant. You know? For the
0: goal. <laughs> for no, the no, goal, no, yeah. No, was... the, first, the first one. I oh, know, when... I just went,
4: he pointed where he wanted it, waited, waited for the ball, went in and just diverted it past the kick Beautiful oh, the yeah, touch yeah. was superb. Yeah, I just
0: thought the it was,
4: was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh Bobby so,
2: that was. Yeah, so just on the just on the pressing it was Bobby and Mane, oh G- Gabriel. To of the first press leading to shot, which was the uh, was it the Salah shot? The first yeah, one, my, yeah, my thought ah, of yeah, Then yeah. it was Robertson on Saka, yeah. um, and finally it was uh Salah on Partey. Oh no, sorry, Salah on Partey was the second it was one, was the second one, one yeah, which led to Robo shot. And then Robbo <laughs> went out back and pressed Saka and went before the, for the before putting the ball in, but yeah, that 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 flick, um, I had to watch this about eight times before I'd figured what, what Bobby had done, Z-Bats. Did Barts, <laughs> it was just sublime,
4: wasn't it? It was just sublime, and I said this to the group, and I, I, I was half joking and half not, but it was great to see the old boys playing again. Like, the three of them have basically been part of our mainstay of our success.
2: classic with, front three, wasn't but it? to
4: see them play like that again and get the V-shape, you know, with Bobby's dropping in and the two-go-higher again, which just, I thought was beautiful at the time. It just really, remo- you know, brought back a lot of happy memories, <laughs> and then we had the control as well, and I just... That goal yeah. was just typical, Bobby. Lovely finish, lovely little finish, and lovely touch. Um, outrageous as well in some regards, because you'd think, "Well, what are you doing there?" But he just put it in. Lovely, yeah. Um, no, boss, stay on because um, last yeah. one we want
2: to talk about is there was a set piece in the second half. Um, there was, and you spotted something.
4: I did. I've, I've sort of clipped it from uh, the usual kind of sources, but. If you watch the video, basically, I spotted this, I, I watched the, I think it was on 57 minutes, like 58 minutes. Um, and it's Robbo taking an outswing corner, I think it is, one-handed, goes to mid-front mid front zone, gets deflected to the outside to Mo, whose touch in this game at Arsenal takes him away and doesn't, doesn't really help him with a chance and the shot's blocked. If you go back to the very first game of the season at Norwich, away at Norwich, Costas t- does the same move. He pings it to mid-front zone. It's deflected down. Mo takes a touch into the box and then bends it into the corner. And it, I just, I was just fascinated. I just went, I've seen that before. Went back, watched the Norwich game. Went, yeah. Well, you used, you, it's because
2: was when you did all that collection
4: earlier in the exactly. season. Exactly. So, plays yeah, collecting the corner, data. So, if you if you watch the video, it's, it highlights. Uh, the signal, uh, the target zone, and where is and then it gives you where the Murray's, but uh, most finishing shot is with some hot spots to put on it. But I just thought it was very interesting that a different player taking the corner, yeah, slightly different setup, but it's same target area, same play, and I, Mo didn't didn't take it so off we, time this time. But we, good. we we
2: we 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 suggested early in the season that we might have seen might have a, a playbook, a set piece playbook, like a bit yeah. like a, an offensive coordinator in the NFL. <laughs> Um, and it makes just, when you, when you spotted this, and they do look exactly the same carbon copies, so, that, um, yeah, yeah they, 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 maybe this is a play that gets called every now and again.
4: Yeah, and, I mean, obviously, I mean, the most just said there they did it in the league cup against Norwich too, which is, which is, which is fair, but <laughs> I just thought in, you're right. And this is quite far off, you know, first game of the season. to so while we game 28, 27, this one, 29, whatever it is. In the league. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a long period of time. So you, you, move it around you change it around. So yeah, the, be basic that we have go to that zone knock it down into second phase to the edge of the box with someone there it just it was just interesting for me that it didn't matter who two different takers in the same outcome you know we got a shot off the second phase so uh yeah it was good and i thought all all game i thought our set pieces we we won the first ball if you like and developed it either with a with a header onto our goal or we were creating a second opportunity for a shot um so yeah, unfortunately we didn't break their was it their their stat where they've not conceded from a set of play. No, oh, yeah. season. Um so we didn't well, Although it's important that, to but...
2: note, it's important to note that they have conceded eight set of play goals. So all
4: the others will be yeah. from free
2: kicks and port- sure. delivered into Proporant, the in yeah, indirect yeah. and yeah, so yeah, but it is a bit of a bit right. weird anomaly, isn't it, yeah? It is very weird. They have got have a trophy I mean, though. Haven't they they, they, they have got the top four trophy anymore. So they right, might they uh, gotta they're gotta have got have the uh, not not conceded a set of play from yeah, and they can't play course, in their own tournament be.
4: anymore, even like the Audi Cup or what was it? What was the little <laughs> tournament they used to have every year at the Emirates and call it? They've won something, so yeah, I can't remember it was, but yeah <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> oh dear me, right?
2: Um, yeah, and just uh, just on Arsenal generally, I mean, the, the, the match just we saw the game out. I thought pretty emphatically, to be honest, and just wanted to look yeah. at back at the four games across the season we played against Arsenal and they they've had 24 shots in four four fixtures and only eight shots on target in the four fi- a total of 2 xg so you could say potentially they maybe should have scored two goals that that might be fair comment but only 2 xg in four matches and we've had 7.3 in, in in xg in those four three games and obviously all four clean sheets it's just it's been total domination this season and diogo jota now, uh, he's scored four goals, three separate times. He's scored in three out of four games this season against Arsenal. Uh, and he's now got, in terms of his Liverpool career, he's now got six goals against Arsenal, and his next best against any other team is three. <laughs> and Bobby Firmino also got now his most Liverpool goals are against Arsenal. He was his ninth uh, ever against uh, against the Gunners. And yeah, it's more than he's got against any other opponent. So yes, the boys like playing Arsenal, and long may it continue. Any final words? Any other business on on this match? Say, <laughs> but <laughs>
3: no, I
4: was just going to say it comes into your. Was it a 0.84 eight four non-penalty XG difference? Where does it fit in your graph? Is it, uh, is it a lucky that's... lucky win or just over a like, luck under like?
2: Slightly, slightly lucky win. Very slightly lucky win. Very slightly. I was yeah. just checking.
4: Just checking in. That you do good.
2: get some draws. You have got draws in the one XG range whether it's plus
4: one yeah. XG. So that's a lucky then we draw. we gave them we gave them point three, didn't we? So yeah, yeah. lucky yeah.
3: wins. The reasons you have the best goalkeeper in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> for sure. For sure. Now, I would um, say. Go, on, Matt. Go on. Go on. Uh, well, um, it's kind of a different point, but I would say my. Favourite thing from um, this game was um, Dave calling um, Arteta a pound and pep Guardiola. <laughs> pound and pep. <laughs> Put across the knee of a <cup laughs> master and Jaden and and got his backside paddled. <laughs> He's got away with words, that He yeah, has got away with words. But I'd say, actually, I meant to pose this
2: to you earlier on, Simon. I know it's a cliche, but this was definitely the performance of champions, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. I, I, we have... The Swiss Army Knife of systems. Oh, yes. just, I've just been reading a whole bunch of, oh, Pep's got the greatest system in the world. Pep's also a system manager and whatever. It's bullshit. We have the best system in the world. We have the the refined Swiss Army Knife of the AC Milan team of 1989 to ninety four. We can beat anybody at, at any tactical game. We are better at it than they are. So... You, you can give me four hundred passes to slide into the hot zone to to get some fancy back healing twat to try to slide a ball in um that <laughs> might not be there once every fifteen times so we get to win the get win a game against fucking city, but we can beat them at anything
0: yeah ago Saki is one of Klopp's idols, yeah yeah we're so good if if i uh,
3: I just statistically if you look at the rolling thirty. Uh, what, rolling 38 games, we're ahead in points per game, ahead in goals, ahead in goals conceded, ahead in XG. They beat us in XG against happy days. Um, rolling 10, we're ahead in points per game, heading goals per game, heading conceded per game. We're better than them uh, in XG, and all they're better than us at XGA conceded. Right so so if they keep the ball the whole fucking time and don't give many shots up but then they they occasionally do give a shot and it goes in yeah who cares like they're still we're still getting more points per game than them if we can turn over the rolling 19 game average we've won the league and they're slightly ahead of us in that because of our ridiculous blip against West Ham and fucking Brighton but What's without that? that we'd be dominating this league we are currently on target. Both teams are on target for 91 points at the current, their current trajectories. 91 points and we would win a goal difference.
2: But there are very different forms at play, I'd suggest. But, uh, you know, yes, they're both projecting, but, but I think the form of the two teams is slightly in our favour, isn't
3: it? Well, we, but we, it needs to be in our favour because we're behind them. Yeah. So to but end anyway, up on the same number of points, we'd have to be slightly better than them.
2: Yeah, it's, but it, it is in our hands, as we know. So, but yes, and on that bombshell, uh, we will be back at some point during the international break. Um, we will re- review the Forest game quickly, and we are doing a Mo Salah contract special on under pressure. So look out for that one, and we will, we'll notify you when we fix the date for that. But until then, up
1: the Reds. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel